0: I would invite you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 with me. Uh, We're going to take a look this morning, kind of like challenging ourselves in in our relationships and everything, as to whether we are going to have a heart of stone or a heart of flesh. As we'll see in the Word, whether we would have a desire uh, to have the kind of relationship uh, with one another as Paul describes it here in, in, in the sense of, uh, I'm going to call it love letters, love letters to each other. And uh, we begin in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 at verse 1, where Paul says, do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or do we need, as, as, as some others, Do we need letters, it says epistles, letters of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Christ towards God in verse 6, who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, we just trust in you this morning, Lord, to, to sort out this subject that we're discussing. Uh, Lord, as we would apply it in the way, uh, relationally, with each other, one, one to another. And uh, Lord, that you will, will help us to see you in this, see us in this, and then Lord, help us to be like you more more like you as we consider this place in scripture for our hearts and our lives and our ministries. And we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And so in looking at these verses, I, 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 want, I want to challenge us to look at our relationships uh, with one another through this lens, you know, uh, in, in, in this context. Um, see, historically, when Paul and And others traveled. Uh, Paul was, he he was well known throughout the area. And in some degrees he was notoriously known in in many of the areas. But they they had ministers who maybe weren't as well known. And many times when they would move into a city to to minister and and work in the churches, they would carry with them letters of of commendation. uh, Letters of endorsement from other churches uh, that knew them, other churches to whom they ministered. And, and so Paul is saying, you know, basically, are, are we at a place in our relationship where I've got to bring letters of, of, of commendation with me? Or or if I'm with you guys, do you really think that at this stage of our lives I need to get a letter of commendation from you so I can bring it to someone else? And, and, and Paul says, you know, much, much the rather, he, he says, you... Are that letter of, of endorsement for me, and and I would like to look at it as we are letters of endorsement, one one for another. Um, but but Paul is kind of asking the question: Do we do we really need to prove ourselves, or or, or have others uh, stand up for us? Are, are, are we at that stage, and uh, for? For, for me, uh, I, I would like to say no. I, I, I think after you know, all these years of, of having been around the block with God and, and, and all this time of, of having been a, a part of our church and everything, that, that we should not have to look one to another uh, for some kind of a proof, some, some kind of an evidence, some kind of a confidence, uh, ultimately, that, that, that I can trust you. Or, or that I, I can love you, or, 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 or that I can uh, have a relationship with you that is open and and and, and candid and everything. So uh, that's what Paul is talking about. He's basically saying to this church at Corinth, uh, he's saying you guys are my recommendation. You, your life is is my testimonial. And what we're talking about this morning is is a, a, a testimonial of us one, one to another. Uh, a testimonial of love and acceptance and, and endorsement. Uh, we'll, we'll see a little bit more later. Uh, I've probably thrown in five, six, seven words that describe how, how we can relate to one another. There are probably another 30 or 40 more, so you can make your own list. Uh, of of these th- these words, when when we talk about accepting one another, I I don't look at that uh, as us allowing one another to be whoever we want to be. When when we accept one another, what what we're doing is is understanding that we all have flaws, we all have personalities, we all have quirks, you know. And, and so when we talk about accepting one another, it's, it's that we can, we can, in spite of all of that, or maybe even because of that, because of our, our quirks and our differences, that we can love each other, accept one another, and, and not allow one another to, to misbehave, or uh, as scripture would say, use those things as a cause for sin or something. So when I talk about accepting one another, it's not about allowing us to continue to be as wild and crazy as we want to, but, but that we understand one another. So Paul is, is saying to the church at Corinth, you are that expression. And, and uh, what, what this is, is, is trust. We, we have a mutual trust that we live out before one another. We live out before all people, and actually it's taken notice of by all people. You know, and if if we have a visitor to one of our services, um, hopefully it 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 mildly, pleasantly surprises them. When we have a a greeting time and and, and we're hugging on each other and and stuff, you know, hope, hopefully that 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 blesses them because it's an indication of the love and the trust and and the confidence and 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 these types of things. And so that's what paul is is kind of talking about here, and it's how I'd like to apply it this morning, because in verse three uh, Paul says that, that that uh he uh and and the Ephesians they are this letter of endorsement. they are this love letter from Christ, and this letter is not written on paper. it's not pen and paper and and ink but it's written by the Holy Spirit, his, his presence and, and his activity. And not in tables of stone like the Ten Commandments were, but written on our hearts, which is not a, a, a stone tablet, but it's a flesh tablet, so to speak. And and, and we're going to apply that as, as well. And so Jesus is a love letter. Jesus is a love letter written to the church. Jesus is a love letter from God written to the individual believer. Jesus is a love letter written by God to the world who sometimes don't even know that Jesus is desiring to be their God their love letter and, 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 and their lover and, and, and their trust. So Jesus is this love letter. Paul was a love letter. The church at Corinth, they were a love letter from, from Christ to, to, to others and to Paul. And so um, this love letter, some of the, the other descriptions, uh, a love letter of peace, a letter of joy, love, grace, mercy, forgiveness, Acceptance and again it's not allowing us to continue in our bad stuff but understanding we are flesh so this this letter is not written with ink we we don't sign a contract to love each other um, if we had a, a legal contract notarized or 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 drawn up by a lawyer and we had to live by that contract, how many times would we be drawn into court for violating the the conditions of of that contract? But it's it's all about the Holy Spirit. And as we talked about in Sunday school this morning, be amazed at the number of times in Scripture you see a reference concerning or regarding the Holy Spirit that talks about the joy and, and the motive for our joy. And, and, and now we see that this love letter that we are to one another is, is, is coming from the Holy Spirit as well, from, from his power and, and from his graces and everything. Um, Exodus 31 refers to the Ten Commandments. It talks about two tables of stone written by the finger of God. And, and I've, I've even seen Hollywood portray it that way with, with the, the Ten Commandments and and from God's finger comes the lightning bolt that swivels down to earth and strikes the tablets and everything, you know? And, and so scripture talks about the finger of God. Writing, Matthew 12, uh, Jesus said, if I were to cast out devils by the spirit of God, and in Luke 11, he, he describes it by saying, if, if, if I cast out devils with the finger of God. And, and and so we see the connection to the Holy Spirit in this writing, this epistle, this letter, this love letter that we are one to another. We see the, the presence and, and the activity, uh, the moving of the Holy Spirit in, in the midst of all of this. So what we've got are tables of stone and tables of flesh. And that's one of the big questions this morning. Uh, that we're faced with. It's one of the decisions uh, that we, we, have to, we have to make. We have to decide if, if, if we want to, within our humanness, have the capacity for being or for remaining uh, hearts of stone, or if we want to let the Holy Spirit do a work, the finger of God, do a work and, and, and give us this flesh heart, a heart of flesh, and uh, Ezekiel 36:26 says, "A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Jeremiah. says this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts. Hebrews 8.10 and Hebrews 10.16 refer to that as well. This heart of flesh, this new heart, no longer the stony heart, the hard heart, the cold heart. And so what I want to say this morning is everyone here today, if you call yourself a follower of Christ, if you call yourself a child of God, everyone here today in this room has this new heart. Now how many times have we told God, well God, you know I'm not like that, okay? You, you know I'm not gushy. Or you know I'm not personal. You, you know I'm not open or anything. And, and, and we tell God and we tell others that. and God would say, whoa, wait a second there. Whoa, Nellie, yeah, you know. No, 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 no. That is not who you are because I have given you a new heart. So we are no longer stone. We are no longer hard hearted. We have this capability, we have this capacity of a, a soft heart. And and uh the, the scriptures here go on to say in verse six that we are ministers of, of this New Testament, this, this new grace, this, this this new salvation. We we are ministers of that, not of the letter, not of the law, but instead of By the Spirit, and 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 to kind of describe what that looks like, um, Romans seven seven says that that the law, whether we want to look at it as the Ten Commandments or the six hundred or so uh, laws of Judaism and everything, that 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 these these laws cannot save us. We cannot keep the law. We cannot keep the commandments. And, and gain eternal life. Because if we ever fail, we fall short. And if we fail in any one of them, if, if, if I say, well, I'm keeping the Ten Commandments, God, but we fail to ceremoniously uh, ceremonial wash our hands in some way, you, you know then we have failed the whole law and we fall short of, of, of eternity. So all the law does, as Scripture tells us in Romans 7-7, Roman, or the law gives us the knowledge of sin. It points out sin. It says this stuff is sin. And and beyond that, we need Christ. And and, and we need grace. And uh, in in verse 6 of Romans 7, it says we've been released from that law because we've died to what controlled us so that we may serve in the new life of the spirit and not under the old written code. And those verses uh, in, 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 in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 6, goes on to say, well, the letter kills, the law kills, and the spirit gives life. And I've always kind of equated it to this. We, we need to live by the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. I would love to tell that to the cop the next time he pulls me over. You know, yeah, you know, officer. I what I what I'm I'm just throwing myself at your mercy because I I am a true believer in the spirit of the law. I'm a true believer in the spirit of of the Constitution of the United States. I'm I'm a true believer in the spirit of 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 what is upright and and moral. And I could never live by the letter of that law. How how many times? might any one of us have violated a law where we could be told ignorance of the law is no excuse, you know? And so I, I'm thankful that Jesus came to this planet and died on the cross for my sin so that I can live by the spirit of, of what God wants and not by the letter of, of what man would want. So when it comes to the law, the law kills. The law is hard and fast. The law is make or break. The law is live or die by the letter of the law. And and that's something none of us can hold up to. But the spirit is awesome. The the spirit of of the law, or in this case, the Holy Spirit, the, the finger of God, the spirit is not rigid, the spirit is not unfeeling, uncaring. The spirit is not inflexible. The spirit is not unforgiving. The spirit gives life. It's soft, open, sensitive, compassionate, receptive, responsive. All all these things. And another 50 words like that that you could come up with. Because the, the spirit is it's, it's grace and it's, and it's mercy in it, and it's life-giving, not life-consuming. And I'm suggesting this morning that that's what our ministry, one toward another, should be. Our, our ministry, our relationship with each other? That's what it should be. It should be coming from a place of openness, sensitivity, compassion, being willing to, to receive and, and and respond, not not make or, or, or break and, and, and have that hard call, you know. So if we look at that, our our choice is, is simple. Our choice is clear-cut and in, in 2 Corinthians 3, our, our choice is simply one of two ways to embrace that soft heart that, in, in a good sense, that human heart or to stay, remain, dwell in the stone cold heart. We have opportunity for wonderful relationship one with another. In, I, I would go so far as to say in, in, in our situation, in our circumstances, we should be probably closer to one another in this room than we are to anyone else else. Walking the planet. Some people struggle with that sometimes when I say that. Well, what do you mean? I love my mom more. I love my kids more. And uh, I, I even like my friends in school more than, than some of these folks, you know? And, and, and really, Paul is saying, nah, we, we can be love to each other. We can be love letters to each other. Each other, some of our devotions, uh, my wife and I, some of our devotions this week, had to deal with the, with the idea of are you going to say stupid stuff to each other or are you going to say nice stuff to each other you know and uh, most of our life is spent well like i 'm sorry, God, I went with the stupid stuff, yeah, you know, but we have that choice, and so today um, in, in, in closing. I, I, I want to suggest that we we kind of adopt this idea of being love letters to each other. Now I know that's sappy. And I know that's, that's syrupy and, and, and everything. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not going to walk up to one of our guys as I'm looking at the faces of some of our guys and just fall all over me. I love you, man. I, I, I just want to be your love letter, you know. and You know, we don't have to get sick or syrupy or anything. And we don't want to get vile uh, in, a, in a violating kind of way with the gals. Hey, hon. Hey, babe. I'm your love letter, baby, you know. And, but, but uh, y- you know, if, if we would adopt this idea of understanding, if, if we don't want to carry it, I, I tried to soften, I said we could be love notes. We could be post-it notes to, to each other. But, but here's what we are. If, if you want to be, be a letter to me, I want you to be a letter of encouragement. You, you know? Send me the card that says just the right word at just the right time. I I want you to be for me a message, and we can be this to each other. A message of inspiration. You can do this. You, you got this one, you know? That 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 we can we can encourage one another. That we would be a a, a note or, or a reminder of, of some kind of a wisdom. You know? Somebody comes to you and says, you know, here's what I'm dealing with, what do you think? And you've got for them something solid, something that's God-given, something that we would say would be insight into what they're going through. We could be letters to each other that are letters of of compliment and and letters of, of praiseworthy. You know, have you ever received a letter from somebody saying, you know, like, like last Tuesday, you were such an inspiration to me. When you said this, it, it did that for me. You know, why should we bother being like Dear John or Dear Jane letters to each other? Why why should we be letters of resignation to each other? Hey, listen, you jerk, I have had it, you, you, you know. And and, and and instead, what we can be is, as a letter of encouragement, inspiration, wisdom, praiseworthy. It's simply this, kind of like our, our devotion from this week. Speak life to each other. When, when, when somebody reads your book, when somebody reads your mail, it, it, it is, they're, they're reading life and, and they're reading goodness and, and greatness and, and wonderfulness. And so we're going to close and I'll invite you to come to your keyboard. How many times if we just stopped and funk before we spoke, you know, and, and just said, oh, what you did to me this week, what you just did like 20 minutes ago, man, I could make you pay for that. I could make you suffer. I could make you squirm. I got this line running through my mind right now that if I deliver it to you, it's going to crush you. It's going to make you feel like an ant, you know. Or we could say, God, in in, in spite of this, can can I like just bury that? Can I swallow that and just speak a word of life? Uh, A word of encouragement or a word of blessing or something? Face it, you guys, we're gonna be spending eternity with each each other, you know? I better figure out how to like you now, (laughs) you know? Otherwise, I don't want you in my heaven, you know? God'll say feel that way I don't want you in mine you, you know and so I truly believe we we can be love and and grace and kindness and mercy and comfort and encouragement and all these wonderful things to each other and and at least for the hour we're in church you know for the hour in church we almost don't even have to fake it we we could just decide to be it for that hour but uh if if i don't see you during an hour in church but i see you out on the street during the week to me that's that's awesome that's that's a blast and it's and it's a chance to be loved to each other even there so let's close with a word of prayer